All right, what is happening, everybody? Ears up, in depth. It's me, your host, Jason, and with me is Jeremy. Jace, it's so good to see your face and hear your voice. <laughs> it's it's you know what, man? It's good to be seen and be heard. You know what I'm trying to say? Jace's face. <laughs> that's right. You know, if I opened a bar, that was that's what it would be called. <laughs> Not Jace's place. Like no. when I'm registering the, the the business, the city would be like, Do you mean Jace's place? And I go, What does it say on the sheet? Face. <laughs> All right then. That's what I'm wanting. That's that's right. my uh that's my thing. You just got back from Alani. I did get back from Alani. It was great. I'm very excited that you went. And uh, what I, the the thing I was most excited, I mean, Alani's cool and, you know, whatever, but it is very much like a Disney resort. When Taryn and I went, it was, um, you know, you, you know how sometimes in Disneyland when, like, the painted gates are worn down a little bit and you can see the sort of, like, resin color underneath the paint? That's what it felt like. I, I saw that at uh, Alani when we went. I was like, okay, it feels like Disneyland, but you know, different. And that's kind of cool. But I was really excited to talk to you about what you did outside of Alani because Hawaii is really cool and it's on, you know, Honolulu or whatever. And uh, um, so I imagine, you know, you rented a car, or, like went around and saw the sites, went up to North Shore, maybe perhaps Waikiki just to do some tourist stuff. What was your, your, the, the best thing you did outside of the resort? Well, there is a Starbucks at that airport. So I did that, and then otherwise I didn't leave the resort. <laughs> so, but their Starbucks, the Starbucks at the Honolulu Airport is so good. So all that time I spent telling you where to go, <laughs> commenting on one Facebook status, well, look, does not constitute. It's you know, all that time. I know, but um, no, I didn't leave. I didn't leave the resort, but that's okay. The resort's amazing. The resort is amazing, and uh, I still think that was the incorrect decision. But if you go back, maybe you'll uh, you'll branch out a little bit. Well, my friend who was with me, Jen, she said you're supposed to leave a trip always wanting more. So that's what I was really going for. Okay, I want more. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, that theory. Because to no, me, because then you know you make yourself go back if you feel like oh, I killed it. All right. Yeah, but, um, well, I don't know. I feel like that's fine to do if you go to a place that's really fun and you're doing stuff, but you just sat at the resort and sat by yeah, the pool. I'm a lazy, lazy vacationer. Yeah. Like, I have, I read a book, sat on the beach, got drunk. That's all I, that's kind of, that's all I kind of want to do. Yeah. Um, if you say, let's go on a hike, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been. How long um, is that going to be? I've been diagnosed with a bone in my leg. I can't. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I can't join you on your hike. I mean, you're right, and that's sort of what Hawaii is all about. So I'm only just partially hassling you. Yeah, I will say this though. So I've uh, in the realm of Disney things that aren't at Disney parks. You've got Alani, and you've got cruises. Yes. As far as – or those are the things I've experienced. Maybe there's something else. I don't know. Adventures by Disney or something. There you go. I loved Alani. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I loved it. But if I had to pick tomorrow Alani or go on a Disney cruise, mm-hmm. cruise would be the winner hands down. Uh, well, yeah, I agree. And let me tell you why I think that for you. Be- I thought that was going to be shocking to No, you. because a cruise, there's a lot to do. You're sort of forced to do stuff. But without I, leaving, without leaving, 
And at the resort, I feel like there is stuff to do at the resort. And I didn't stay there, so I, I'm totally just making stuff up. But at the resort we were at, which is kind of like around the lagoon from where you mm-hmm. were, they had stuff to do. But I feel like it's not that inclusive because it's the whole island of, you know, it's the whole island that you can go and explore. And that's what a lot of people want to do. Normal people. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but on a cruise line, it's like, okay, well, this is cool. You know, I can only sit here and look at the ocean for so long before I want to go lose money at blackjack or whatever. Yeah. Do they gamble well, no on blackjack. Disney Cruise? See, I'm out. I'm out. On the Disney Cruise. I don't gamble, but to be honest with you, I don't really do much on the Disney Cruise either. Like, there are activities, but mm. I don't do them. I well, did bingo well, one time. Well, <laughs> of course you did. Well, then why did you? Why do you like the Disney Cruise so much? Uh, you know what? It just it it's that big monstrous piece of machinery that moves, and you're just astounded okay. that this thing's moving. And um, you know, when everybody gets off in Nassau to go do whatever, yeah, I stayed on the boat, took advantage of the fact that it was empty and. Half price Bloody Marys. You I mean, didn't even go to. Wonderful. You didn't even get off and go to and look around at NASA, which NASA is is <laughs> not fun. I mean, it's interesting, but like you end up. Wa- it's a lot like Tijuana, and in the, in the, there's a lot of like stalls where people are selling stuff, and it's all the same stuff. Yeah, people are nice, but you know they kind of tell you like just don't go. You know, go down here and get some food, and then don't leave, really leave the beach, <laughs> and then and then right. come back. No, nah, I got it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. I've seen all the ports I need to see. I'm like a- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough, man. Well, Jeremy, um, we never decided who goes first, so I'm going to let you do it because you oh. are fresh off a cr- uh, no, not a cruise, but a trip. I feel like you're more rested than I am. Where me, I'm older and, and beaten down by life. Yeah. Yeah. I can see. Thank you. Well... Do you know who Josh Demaro is? Josh Demaro? No, I don't. I can tell you today, but not tomorrow. <laughs> right. uh, <clears throat> I don't. Well, you should know who he is because until recently he served as the president of the Disneyland Resort. Oh, that's right. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. But in September, it was announced that Mr. Demaro would be departing Anaheim to take up the reins as president of the Walt Disney World Resort including its four theme parks, two water parks, hotels, spas, golf courses, multimodal transportation network, and more, and leading a cast of more than 75,000 employees. Wow. So he's gotten a, a promotion. That's a big promotion, man. Well, it's only been a few months since DeMarro took over the sprawling Central Florida theme park, but he's already making waves that cast members have been looking forward to. While at Disneyland, DeMauro, who made his start with the company at Disneyland in 1998. So these, I like these guys, okay? These are the guys that I like. Mm -hmm. They started with the company. They started in the parks, you know, 22, 24 years ago. That's the guys who I want running things because they're from the ground up. They get it. Right. Yeah. Don't get me some. Yeah, don't give me some bean counter from some other company you absorbed. (laughs) Right. Yeah, they probably done most of the jobs there. And and yeah, I agree with you. Right. So we are we are fans of tomorrow. While he was at Disneyland, he developed a reputation as someone who would often visit cast members at their locations and ask them for their opinions, their feedback on how things could be improved and just just their general ideas. That was kind of his reputation. It's like, oh, here comes Josh. You better have some, <laughs> some, some good some ideas. <laughs> That's right. Right. 
Well, in a recent profile in the Orlando Business Journal, Josh Tomorrow discussed his plans for Disney World. He stated that he believes the way the company treats and listens to its cast members is the key to the park's success. To that end, since he took over his position in the Florida parks, he's been pushing to upgrade many of the behind-the-scenes facilities that cast members use, such as break rooms and dining areas, and my screen just went blank because my mouse hasn't been moving, and now it's back. Um, So these break rooms in the dining areas. So now, just because he's there and he's making us think about it, Mm -hmm. Disney is now investing millions of dollars in expanding and improving these areas, and they're also adding more affordable dining plans, dining plans with healthier options. And I don't mean Disney dining plan for us, Disney dining plans for the get the, the cast members. Right. That's pretty cool. Cause he's like, you know what? It takes a lot of energy to work in an Orlando theme park. And if you're eating a burger and fries every day, like, while that's okay to do once in a while, you know, we, you need to be like powering your body. Basically it's the hot Florida sun. You're running all over. So here's grilled vegetables. Here's some chicken and it's more at reason, more reasonable prices. So yeah. I think that that's, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this Josh tomorrow. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. You know what? Um, speaking to a couple cast members that I know, um, I didn't, I couldn't place the, the name, but when you're talking about what he was doing, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. I, I was talking to some people about that. They were very excited when these changes at Disneyland happened. It was very much a, a morale booster. Sometimes you read these stories or hear these stories and go, oh, well, that's Disneyland saying, oh, well, Josh did so good at building employee morale that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But to hear it from actual cast members, it is, it is very exciting. I mean, the break rooms or if you've ever worked a job on your feet, your break room is your sanctuary. Yeah. And a lot of places at Disneyland, either they don't have them or they're very tiny. So Shh, I'm in my sanctuary. Right <laughs> Only one person per get mm-hmm. out of here. Well, he said in his interview to the Orlando Business Journal, quote, we could spend billions of dollars on a new land or attraction, but you need to be putting that money back into the common areas in the break rooms to make sure they're equipped so you feel good. To me, it's a sign of respect to make people feel good about their surroundings. A hundred percent. I agree. Couldn't agree more. Who wants to be in some dank, dingy sanctuary? No, nobody. He went on to say, quote, our responsibility is we have a lot of guests, many annual pass holders who come back from time to time. We have a responsibility to make sure the energy we provide doesn't wane. The way we do Mm -hmm. that is through all the new stuff that keeps coming via entertainment, cast members and more. It can feel different walking up Main Street from one day or another just by making sure the cast is energized and feel they are a part of the story as well. This place is alive. So tomorrow's tomorrow's arrival to Walt Disney World occurs amidst enormous changes at the resort, including the recent openings of Star Wars Land, the upcoming opening of the new Mickey and Minnie's Railway at uh, Runaway Railway at Hollywood Hollywood Studios, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Resort next year, a multi-billion dollar investment and expansion of Epcot and the lead up to the resort's upcoming 50th anniversary which will no doubt see yet unannounced enhancements in addition to already underway projects such as the Tron light cycle power run and a looming multi-year refurbishment of Space Mountain. Just yesterday, the park announced a new permanent enhancement of the exterior of Magic Kingdom's iconic Cinderella Castle, 
that will shine with shades of pink, royal blues, and a gleaming gold trim. Oh, and if God. you want to see an artist's rendering of what that looks like, you can always go to spectroradio.us because it's there. Oh, how fascinating. Is it going to look like what the Disneyland Castle looked like? I think it looks better, but it's yeah. uh, it, it's got a lot of a lot of gold trim. Yeah. Um, you know, the, right now the the um, turrets are light blue. They're mm-hmm. going to be much deeper, uh, a more mm-hmm. like a royal blue. Um, it is a little the the central part is more of like a pinkish hue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounds like Kim Irvine's heavy hand <laughs> strikes. Yeah, again. but there there aren't sparkles painted on the top of it. <laughs> yeah, well, look, so. you can't have everything nice. Okay, we got to leave you leave you wanting a little more. That's right, just like the end of your trips. So, uh, so that's it. That's that's all the news. We like Josh Demora. Basically, is the news today. Yeah, that is very exciting. All right, picture it. Jeremy, I'm picturing Sicily, 1922. <laughs> no, wait, that's that's the Golden Girls. Sorry about that. I'm watching too much Golden Girls. Picture it, <laughs> Disneyland, 2012. People with disabilities, legit or otherwise, were allowed to move to the head of the line if they acquired one of the too easy to get guest assistance cards. You remember this? This is uh, yes. big and heavy in the news way back when. This sure. was. The Wild West of policies as people with even the smallest of ailments would hire themselves out to families, allowing whole groups of able-bodied visitors to skip long lines. Eventually, Disney got smart to the scam and decided it was best to terminate the pass in exchange for something called the Disability Access Service Card, which acts as sort of a fast pass for anyone unable to stand in long lines. And this was, uh, Disney said, it directly related to people abusing the guest assistance card where you could go on Craigslist and you could hire somebody with a bad knee and you have a family of eight then now your whole family of eight skips the line while the guy with the bad knee hangs out or maybe goes on rides or but you're paying this guy like three hundred bucks. So it was What does that Craigslist ad look like? <laughs> Very like wanted bad knee. <laughs> That's right. Uh have knee will hobble. <laughs> Once uh this was announced back in two thousand thirteen, the internet went nuts as the internet does with about 36,000 people signing a petition to try and get Disney to reverse its decision. Spoiler alert, they didn't. Then the lawsuit started flying, alleging that Disney violated the Americans with Disabilities Act. One such suit is finally heading to federal court, Jeremy, in the state of Florida. Actually, it started today. As a matter of fact, on Tuesday, this lawsuit claims that people with autism specifically uh, were being uh, discriminated against or were being uh, adversely affected by the new policy. Um, This is a quote from... I believe it's the lawyer for the, uh, oh no, it's the lawsuit. The problem with the policy, according to the lawsuit, is that some people with autism rely on routine and consistency and waiting for reserved ride times can throw them off schedule and cause meltdowns and distress. That's the How issue is right going now. to Disney World part of your routine? This is the question that I had too. And, and it's, it's, this topic is, is always very sensitive, right? And it's a hard line to walk. And, and, you know, sometimes I do a good job and sometimes I am offensive. But overall, if, if, if that, that's my point, right? If, if you have a routine and you're very, like, look, we have a, a two year old. Right. She's on a routine. Sometimes we break the routine, but it's a nap routine. And I'm not saying it's as strict as somebody with autism. I don't know what that's like to deal with somebody like that or to raise somebody or interact with somebody like that on a day to day basis. I imagine it's very, very challenging and routines do help that. But they also help 
with two-year-olds, right? So you're up at a certain time, you're eating at a certain time, you're going to naps at a certain time. And when that ha- when that breaks, sometime, you know, if you're in the car too long or, or whatever happens, right? Time gets away from you. It can be hard to kind of put that person back on schedule. And so I imagine it, it is very complicated, but going to Disneyland or Disney World and and having that, you sort of expect the your, your routine to be broken, and that's just with a, a, a child, right? But with someone with, with a disability, someone with autism, for example, you, I don't feel like you can really communicate that, hey, get ready because we're going to be in lines or whatever. You can't, you can't express that, right? So, Right, but they're not being forced. What do you do? This, right? They're not being forced to be in a line. This is a, this is a reasonable alternative? Yeah, apparently, right. So, so that's what they're saying is, well, because, because we're – used to routines and we want to go to Disney and, and experience the Disney parks. I can't believe I just said Disney. Um, that <laughs> I can't believe I didn't catch it. It should be, it, it should be easier for people with autism to, to go to Disneyland and Disney world and whatever without causing meltdowns and distress. But what I don't understand is throwing people off schedule, like routine and consistency and waiting for reserved ride times. What's, what's, What's your schedule? That you can't have a schedule when you're at a Disney theme park, a theme park in general. You don't know if that ride is going to be five minutes or 25 minutes or 35 minutes. So how do you prepare somebody to wait in line? If you're going to wait in line for a 45-minute ride, but you have the, the pass and it says come back in two hours, how is that not basically the same thing? You're still waiting, but you can go and do something else at that time. Well, isn't also going to a theme park, by definition, not your regular schedule like you've you've gone you've completely done something else you probably didn't get up at the same time you're not gonna get home at the same time none of these things are the same uh yeah that's correct and i know we we do have listeners with with you know kids with disabilities and and they can probably tell me way more about this than than i ever could yeah yeah. we don't know that's the thing but (laughs) but i i think you are right and i i do know some of them that i've talked to about this they do try to stick to as much of a schedule as possible but when you're when you're in a theme park like that and in an, in in the public in an environment wherever you are you can't control the environment you can do your best and you can sort of have these sort of comfort items that can help when something triggers and you know the um the, the child or the person or whomever uh, is unable to sort of control what's going on but that's about all you can really do so in 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 getting rid of the guest assistance thing and going to the disability whatever I forget the name now um, mm-hmm. the, the fast pass essentially um, it, it to me it's it's basically the same thing you just don't get to skip the line so you still get to stand in line you you still have to wait but you don't have to stand in, in line to do it in the line Got yeah it. and I don't understand so I, I just to me that's very reasonable because. So many people, according to Disney, were taking advantage of it, and it was growing. It was a growing issue for, uh, you know, I think a couple of years before they shut it down. There were news, uh, I think it was like some Channel 7, I think, even in Florida or, or Orlando, reported on it. And they did like the hidden camera thing we talked about on the show several years ago. Um, it's, 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 it's a problem. People were were abusing this. So what do you do? If you're Disney, what do you do? To me, the fast pass is a reasonable alternative. And I understand that not everybody will react positively to that, but for the most part, it, anyway, I digress. The original yeah. plaintiff of the suit identified only as AL 
is now in his late 20s, he found joy in following the same meticulous pattern when visiting Walt Disney World in Florida. So it sounds like he had like a specific route that he did. Right. Understandable. I kind of have that too, to be honest with you. Like there's things that you got to do. You got to look when you're in Disneyland, you got to walk in underneath the tunnel on the right side. You got to go right into the bank and look at the Disney gallery. Then you got to walk down the middle of Main Street, not on the left or the right, on the middle. Then you got to break left, walk down through Adventureland. Then you got to go immediately to Honda Mansion and then you kind of do whatever. But that's okay. so I I'm, I vibe with this. I understand this a little bit. Okay. Since the new policy has been in place, the family has made fewer visits to the park, which have not been as enjoyable, according to the lawsuit. Before the rule change, quote, parents of developmentally disabled children universally adored Disney because of the way Disney caringly accommodated their children. Ale's attorney Andy Dogali, a uh, Dogali of Florida, previously told uh, this website uh, Disability Scoop. No reasonable mind could ever conclude, after investigating these facts and spending extensive time with these families, anything other than Disney willingly abandoned them. So I have some issues with this. Number one, parents of developmentally disabled children universally adored Disney because of the way they uh, caringly accommodated the children. That's not why. That's part of it, I'm sure, because... Disney cast members are great. They're very, very personable. They will bend over backwards if they thought that it would help your child or you have a good time, developmentally developmentally disabled or not. But I don't think that's the reason why people are going to Disneyland or Disney World is like, well, because we get preferential treatment here, so let's just go. That's why we love it. I I feel like that's that's disingenuous thing to say. Yeah, maybe it's the verbiage here that's rubbing me the wrong way and not you know, like you said, we don't really understand yeah. fully what this entails. Um, but the the terms cared for and then abandoned, yes, exactly, uh, seem a little bit much. And I think it is. I think it's it's incumbent upon Disney to make everything accessible. But I don't know that it's incumbent upon them to make everything perfect. So I think if it's accessible and they've come up with a reasonable solution that gets you on a certain number of rides, right? that that's probably, but again, I'm not the judge. We don't know the full case, but and surface hearing, hearing the way you've described it, it seems, well, they're doing, it seems like they're doing their best to accommodate all guests in a reasonable way. I agree. Yes. And that's all I really expect of them. And that's all you, you, you can. I mean, you can't have specific rules for let's say children with autism because the, do those fall and, and I don't know I apologize if I sound if I sound ignorant but does that fall under with kids with Asperger's let's say or uh, kids with Down syndrome or adults with Down or whatever right like the you know these other developmentally disabled people who who have a hard time functioning in a large crowd I get it I have a hard time functioning in large crowds, but you can talk to me, right? And it must be very hard to be uh, helping to somebody. To well, it must be very hard to talk to me, but it's got to be the most impossible thing in the universe to, to be, a, you know, a, a parent trying to calm your kid down and you can't reason with them, right? For whatever, for one reason or another. But right. are, are we having different sets of, of rules for what people can and can't do depending on their disability? I feel like that's sort of the opposite of what the Americans with Disabilities Act is sort of for, right? It, it should be if everybody can do the thing, 
then everybody can can do the thing, and that's that's all you should really be asking for. I think I don't know. Right. I, like I said, it's it's one thing to have this uh, opinion, not being involved in it and reading the news on it. It's a, probably another thing to to live it. But anyway, we go on. The lawsuit seeks monetary damages as well as changes to Disney's disability policies. So <clears throat> money and a correction. The court originally ruled in Disney's favor in the case in 2016, but of course it went to appeals and the appeals process is now moving forward with this trial that starts today. Another trial was expected to start March 31st in a similar case by the same attorney on behalf of a client with autism against Disneyland proper, but that trial was canceled. And the case was sent to mediation in January. The two sides could not agree to settlement terms, and the talks have stalled, according to a February 6th court filing. Dogali uh, represents, now get this, this might sort of turn the whole thing. Dogali represents about 60 families of people with developmental disorders, including autism, who are also suing Disney parks on similar claims of discrimination. Those cases were on hold pending the outcome of the California case, so their status is also in question according to federal court records. So to me, it sounds like Dogali is sort of taking advantage of people, and especially in that language that he used in that quote that I pulled. I, right. I, I don't I, – I feel bad for the families who are caught up in this because they want something to change. This guy's saying that he can make them change. I don't think he can make them change. I mean, you know what I mean? I feel like he's sort of stringing everybody along, getting some press. His, I don't think he has a case. I mean, Disney Disney lawyers have poured over this. I just, I don't know. Disney lawyers have poured over this. And also, I feel somewhat vindicated in my op- opinions because a court has already ruled on this in one direction. And right. that is that they're doing what they need to do. The other thing that sort of makes me question this is, is it's not that they're just looking for Disney to change their policy. They want monetary damages. And then I'm yeah. like, well, what what are your damages? That you didn't get to go to Disney for a couple That you haven't been to – you haven't know. gone to, like, to Disney World as often as you wanted to and you haven't had as good of a time. If, right. that, if, that's, if that's the premise, I should sue Disneyland because they're, right. they're letting too many people in. Yeah. Rise of the Resistance keeps breaking down. I've, I've actually read it's, it's a lot harder to get uh, boarding passes now. Or you can get boarding passes, but like in Disney World, for example, because uh, they they push the opening for Hollywood, whatever the, wherever the heck that ride is, Hollywood Land or whatever, Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. To 8 a.m. So it's it's like earlier now. So more people get access to the boarding pass, but the ride still shuts down because they're having a lot of problems again, which is why it was delayed mm-hmm. in the first place. Right. So it's it's actually harder now. <laughs> to, but like if if that's the premise where, you know, we're having a bad time, let's just sue you. Right. Like I think if you monetary damages is if you are damaged in some way, you lost money, you were you suffered emotional uh I don't know. I'm, this Stress, is all yeah. from watching Judge Judy. I know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay? know anything either. I'm literally trying to think of what she would say to Bird, and I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I guess we better leave this to the courts. Let's leave it to the courts, Jer, and why don't you oh. continue on with your stories? Well, I hate to be a dead virus. Uh-oh. But it's not dead. Okay. As you know... Uh, based on the rapidly spreading coronavirus, Hong Kong and Shanghai Disneyland have both been closed now since the end of January. But some people 
will still be visiting Hong Kong, though not under the best of circumstances. Okay. Hong Kong lawmakers have called on the resort to allow an unused parcel of land adjacent to uh, the park that's part it's on the Hong Kong Disneyland property it's but it's an empty space to be used to house quarantined patients of the illness so people who either are suspected to have it are in risk of having it or have started to develop symptoms that need to be quarantined for the requisite 14 days Edward Yao Tang Wa, the head of Hong Kong's Commerce and Economic Development Bureau, said, quote, we need quarantine facilities for surveillance. We will leave no stones unturned. We have secured the company's consent to use part of the site if it is needed. Hong Kong Disneyland has agreed to allow the parcel of land to house temporary quarantine facilities during the disease outbreak. The 60 hectare site, which. Uh, for those of you who pay attention, is roughly 461 White Houses. Ah, I love that. Uh, that 60-hectare site is eventually to be used for expansion of the resort, though currently it sits empty and unused. The area is enough for around 600 quarantine units. Some government officials in China have also indicated a desire to use the now vacant Hong Kong Disneyland hotel complexes to house the individuals feared to have the coronavirus coronavirus but ha- that has currently not been okayed the closures of the two parks now in their third weeks will see an estimated financial hit of 175 million dollars to disney if they remain closed for two months so if they stay closed for two months that's the estimate disney loses 175 million that's the budget of like one of the marvel movies i you know that's true so that was what I wanted to say is like I read that number and at first you're like, oh, 175 million. And then you're like, that's Bob Iger's salary for two years. Like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah, I, don't I, care. I'm, I'm, I, I, feel, I feel bad for the people. I do not feel sure. bad for Disney. No, certainly not, not at all. No. And, no. But I do like that, that they're, they're helping out. I think it's interesting that imagine having the coronavirus and being locked up in like the Grand Californian. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, man, what a way to go. It'd just be like my trip to Alani. That's <laughs> just locked away. I, was, I quarantined myself, <laughs> basically. And yeah, we're not talking emotional quarantine, all right, Jeremy? That's true. Yeah. The financial hit during this time is particularly <laughs> heavy as Chinese New Year is usually peak travel time in China, although that's now over. It would be like if Disney World and Disneyland had to close during Christmas or Fourth of July or Thanksgiving. So uh, a financial hit coming, but uh, Disney doing its part to help quarantine the suspected sick. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, nice. that is nice. I don't know. Is it? It just, no. I feel like, okay, I think if, like, this was a movie, because we've, you know, it's like a slow drip, right? Like, we're mm-hmm. like, oh, now this is happening. Now this is happening. If you just, like, fast-forwarded from 2012 to now, and yeah. you were like, two Disneylands are closed, quor- China's quarantine, no one's traveling, like, you'd be like, what is going on? But, like, we're just yeah. kind of like, eh. Yeah, a I th- little bit, a little bit more every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because what what can you do about it? I guess, right? And it's also, it's you know, people go like to say, oh, well, the flu has killed more people. Yeah, but this is more rapid and deadlier. It's deadlier. Well, it can be. Like, I oh, God, I I read about it, and then now I forget about it because I'm not very smart. But Come it's Doctor Petro. It's something about how the virus actually like gets it if it gets in your lungs and how it triggers your immune system and then you get inflammation in the lungs and then that leads to pneumonia and and death and that's basically how people are dying from this 
Right. The normal and flu won't do that all the time. So it's it's more it's more uh, critical cases, and it spreads faster. And it also lives outside the body for like nine days. Uh. Flu doesn't do that. So it's it's very it's just more highly contagious. So it's more apt to spreading farther and faster. Sure, the flu kills more people, but um, I feel like that's older people. A lot of people, older people, die from the flu. But these are like thirty or forty year old, you know, people dying, and it's just it's it's bad. Well, uh, I will say I like the I like this new segment, the Petros prognosis. <laughs> Speaking of uh, prognosi, you knew it was going to happen, Jeremy, and you didn't tell anybody. It was only a matter of time. A couple of weeks ago, Disney, actually I think last week, Disney raised their prices on tickets to both Disneyland and Walt Disney World, as well as rolling out a new five-tier pricing system that charges more for busier days, which sounds oddly similar to the old way, but instead right. of three tiers, there's five tiers now. Uh, but the price increases are more spread out over, you know, over the five tiers versus kind of focused on the three. However, much like the old three-tier system, these new tiers only impact the single-day ticket prices, which is very confusing. So check this out. For example, if you want to go to the park tomorrow, so today's Tuesday, so on a Wednesday, if you want to go to Disneyland, well, that's what we call a tier three day. Okay, that's tier three, and that will run you $124. So is tier three considered middle of the road? Well, I mean, through out of five, yeah. Wednesday? A Wednesday in February is like average. Apparently, it's middle of the road. It'll run a one day, one park, one twenty four. Do you want to go Friday instead? Does Friday work better for you? Yeah. Around these parts, Jeremy, that's what we call a tier four, and that's one thirty nine. Okay. Okay. How about the weekend? Can't do the week. Got to do the weekend. Popping in and out real fast for a business trip. You want to check out the the old Disneyland, for example. One day, one park. Sir, that's a tier five. And for $154, you can get in for one day. If you want to park hop with that, well, that's $209. Whoa. Which is the first time a one-day park hopper ticket has passed the $200 mark. That's where we are right now with ticket prices. And, you know, like, like tier one and tier two. I think like tier ones, I, I want to guess 109 and maybe the tier two is 111. I forget. I can't really remember. Um, I just focused on the tier three through five. So I have a, a couple questions. Let's go. What? So when, okay, so we had a peak. We had the top tier before was, right? What was the most expensive one day park hopper bef- before it became 209? I think it's it was 199. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like it's ten bucks. Yeah. In but the that's grand the emotional s- price point, one ninety nine to two oh nine. Mm. Well, I think so as well. And and I've, I've sort of been talking about it with everybody here. And you know, my stance from day one is I hate everything that <laughs> in- includes a price increase. How dare they do this thing to me personally? But I'm s- trying to think about it from the other side. And at two hundred dollars, first first of all. They don't want you to go for one day. They want you to go multiple days. So as you go multiple days, the price drops, right? So this this tier system is only for one day ticket people, okay? So right. because the longer you stay, well, you're going to have to buy merch. Or you're hungry. Let's snack on something. Let's go get a drink. And they're making 10 bucks on that drink. You know what I mean? So they want you in the park 
for a lot longer of a period of time. But it's also, let's say you're going for one day and you're park hopping. That's 209. What are you going to do? Let's say you go to a sports game. You know, how much is that? How much is a ticket to like a hockey game? It's 50 bucks, 40 bucks, 60 bucks. You want to see a play? You want to see Hamilton? That's $150 for, sure. what, three hours? Maybe four? Right. Uh, when was the last time you spent four hours at Disneyland? Well, that's a good, you know, not for nothing. That's a good point. Yeah, and I don't You're like that. You're making a point I, against your own. I know. I, this is why I hate myself. This is why I'm angry all the time. Because I, I don't have an opinion. And when I have one, it's wrong. And I prove myself wrong. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, it's growth, Jeremy, is what we like to call it. Well, it's price growth for sure. <laughs> that, so that's um, 209 to 199. That's a four and a half percent increase. Uh, yeah. I actually feel like those one dayers should be forking over more. Give them a 10%. I think mine went up 15. Did I really? have money at that company all day long. It's all I do. <laughs> well, let me, I'm going to uh, load the website right now and we're going to investigate with the, the price differences between um, the one day, one park guy. Mm-hmm. Or two days. So, for example, if you want to go, <clears throat> excuse me, if you want to go to Disneyland, let's say um, Friday, the twenty first of February, that would cost you one thirty nine for one day, one park. Okay. If you okay. want to go for two days, one park. Let me pop that number here. That would cost you. Two day a ticket to one park per day. That's two thirty five. Okay. So you're saving what is that twenty thirty bucks by going two days? Right. That's the math on that. Saving. If you want, I know, right? If you want to go, th- <laughs> if you want to go three days, that's three hundred and ten dollars one day, one park. Okay, so now you're getting down there to the hundred mark. Yeah, so you're saving, like you said, $14, something like that, right? Is that the math on that? Yeah, so it's cheaper. Now, of course, if you go four days, well, that's $340. And I'm not even going to try to That's how much? $340. Hold on, let me see. So divided by four, that's under $100. That's 85 bucks a day. It's 85 bucks a day. Mm -hmm. That's what they want you to do. That to me is the is the the thing, right? Right. Well, because then you spend two hundred dollars a night at their hotel. Well, right. maybe you might not. You might be down at the Sheridan. <laughs> That's true. Well, but also you know just the merch. I mean, because dude, t shirts there are thirty five bucks. You know they don't pay they don't pay under ten dollars for or they don't pay over ten bucks for a shirt to be made. They probably pay four or five dollars for a shirt. They're making. Less. Right, exactly. Less. So yeah, trust me. Yeah, then you're talking. Well, why don't you just get a passport? The Disney Flex passport is six fifty annually. Six fifty, six fifty, and you can yeah. go what? How many days? There's blackout days, though, right? There's blackout days, but but they're like weekends and peak days. So if you're never going to go really in the summer, anyways, and you're like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday kind of person. That might be the best option for you. I mean, if you go eight days in a year, you bet you're better off getting that six fifty pass. Yeah, depending on the time that you were going to go. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I don't know. Anyway, we're definitely not getting one. 
That's not what this is leading up to. I thought that's where this was going. No, 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 no. Um, So just to dig a little deeper, uh, for the lowest demand days, such as Tuesdays and Wednesdays in March, uh, for example, a one-day ticket to visit Disneyland or DCA stayed unchanged at 104. So this is for Tier 1, right? For peak days... Like Saturdays and Sundays, the price is one fifty four, which rose from one forty nine. One day park hopper tickets rose to one fifty nine from one fifty four for low demand days, and two hundred nine from one ninety nine. Like I said, for a higher demand, the max pass, which enables a uh, we don't know the max max passes. I don't know why I'm going to read that. Increased five dollars, so now that is twenty dollars to buy the max pass instead of fifteen. Um, but. Disney, uh, DCA, not Disneyland, recently added, uh, well, Disneyland added Autopia to that, and DCA added Monsters, Inc. in the Max Pass reservation system. So, I mean, you can ride about 20 rides on the, in the Max Pass sort of universe. Okay. Which is kind of cool, I guess. But 20 bucks a day, so you tack that on, too. So, if you're right. staying for three days, that's an extra 20 bucks a day if you want. And the Max Pass is worth it. But I mean, that's sixty bucks if you're staying three days extra that you didn't need to spend, and that's right. And sort of how they get you. And what I always forget, being single, is that if you are married or have kids, multiply oh. this by however many people you're bringing. Homie, don't even so get I'm me like, started, man. What? It's like a, here's a day. Bye bye, thousand dollars. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, uh, Alice turns two in March. So we got one more year to crank her through Disneyland for free. And then right. we're paying for her almost the same price as uh, our tickets. Maybe, maybe, maybe 10 bucks less, which to me is insane. I don't know how you're charging adults. It should be, you know what it should be? I got the solution. It should be by height. Depend, not taller by people age. pay more? Yes. Taller, pe- taller people pay more because you can ride more rides. So like but you're six foot five. No, no, no. But for for kids, dummy. Oh, yeah. Stick <laughs> stick with me here, Jer. Okay, stick with me. I was like, you're pricing yourself out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, it's gonna cost me five hundred dollars a day because I take up more room. No, but because like you know, if she turns three or when she turns three, not if because let's I mean, come on. When she turns three, is she gonna be forty eight inches tall and be able to ride every ride? No. So why is she paying, uh, you know, a premium price for that? She should be paying half of that or whatever. That's my new solution. Mm. That's my new solution. You know, my I've already met, made my opinions on this known. So, wait, was that was that on the air? Maybe I didn't. I don't life. know. Who knows? Probably kvetching somewhere in a corner. Usually, yeah. but I think that you know what I do agree with this height thing because you know what you're six foot five. Not only not for that for nothing, but you block the parades, you block the fireworks for a lot of people, myself included. So you do have Stop to it. pay more. That's not what I was referring to. Plus, I don't watch parades or fireworks. I'm riding rides. Well, you should. You can see them all. <laughs> well, yeah, but I want you. See, this is the thing. See, I respect God's plan. I respect short people too much to stand there and, and watch things. I'm I'm a mover. I'm a shaker. I want to go. Well, that's a very nice gesture. Yeah, you're welcome. Speaking of nice <laughs> gestures, annual passports have also gone up, Jer. The price of the least expensive annual pass, which is the select pass, which blocks out holiday and peak demand days, rose 5%. To four nineteen from previously three ninety nine, the most expensive annual pass, the Premier, which I believe you have, I do have that, gives guests access to Disney parks in Anaheim and Orlando, Florida, without blocking any dates 
rose 13% to $2,199 from $1,949. So next time you see Jeremy in the parks, you know he has cash on him. (laughs) Rob him because clearly he makes too much money to pay 13% more. Well, maybe I won't be getting it anymore. (laughs) Are you really not going to get it? I mean, I just re. It's I have it. You have to. You have. I mean, because you go so much. You go so often. You have to. But you know, so what that means is, with the new price increase on the day pass, no one cares about this. But it's gone down. How many days you need to go in order to save? So Mm -hmm. at two oh nine for a park hopper, that means you've got to. For my pass, I've got to go ten and a half days before it starts to make sense to buy it. That's not very much. No. Well, you know what's funny is that I'm on. Disneyland.disney.go.com slash passes. Um, so, .go.com. Can they stop? <laughs> I know. You can't just go. You can't buy the URL Disneyland Passports and have it redirect. Why are they still doing go.com? 1999 is so far long ago. Like, that's go.com. Call, go Josh, call Josh to yesterday and have him change that. Um, I don't even <laughs> see um, the uh, Premier Pass on the Disneyland website. It's Disney Signature Plus. That's it. Disney Signature yeah. Passport, Deluxe, and the Flex. But um, that one isn't even on here, which is yeah, interesting to me. It's hit. It's like it's not it's not like publicized very well. But I wonder if it's on the Disney World. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like anyway, I don't know why I brought that up, but it's I thought it was pretty interesting that it's not like on there actively, so I couldn't verify this reporting. Yeah, and also if you try to get someone at Disneyland to issue that pass, it's like sign up for forty five minutes because they don't know what's happening. <laughs> God bless them. Yeah. So we're all ready to fork over more, but you're not going to. I'm not going to. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna release the show tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Thursday, the next day, we record Ears Up, and Bev is doing a whole thing on the history of Autopia, which she hates. She's like like flogging herself nightly because she signed up to do that show, but she recently went to Magic Mountain in L.A. Or not L.A., but you know, L.A. is basically anything south of the Grapevine is L.A., so anybody who the lives... Grapevine? You don't know the Grapevine? No. Well, um, I mean, I know I guess why grapes. would you? Yeah. <laughs> no. There's really no grapes in the grapevine. It's um, it's like the basically the 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 border when you go down the five from Northern California, you go over the hills like through Gorman and you know whatever. It's called the grapevine, anyway. And then you drop into like Castaic, and that's when you're like in Southern California, in my opinion. Oh, Castaic, sure. Castaic. Oh, Castaic. Even better, yeah. Which is like I think it's like an hour, maybe forty five minutes away from Magic Mountain. Okay. So just right down there, which is, I think, I want to say about an hour and a half from Disneyland, maybe an hour, you know, north, right? Right. Right. Um, so she went and, because I was like, look, you're going to go to, you, you're going to go do this thing. Report back. Tell me how it was versus Disneyland. What they have at Magic Mountain is they have like, dude, okay, <clears throat> I'm just going to derail this whole entire show right now. Watch this. Uh, Let's do it. Six, which is a Six Flags. Six Flags uh, Park, right? And they have them all over the country, uh, usually on the on the East Coast. But uh, so we have one out here. We used to have one uh, a park called Marine World Africa USA, which is what I grew up saying. <laughs> um, and then it got bought out, and then it was just Marine World, and then it got bought yeah. by Six Flags, right? And there's more roller coasters. They got rid of the, uh, you know, I, th- I think they got rid of the water shows after Mar- you know at, at Marine World and, and all that kind of stuff. But they have passes. 
where you can be a member of the things, right? And you can go to any park in the country for like 20 bucks oh. a month. It's insane. I know, but they're not Disney. But they're not Disney. You can, but they have stuff like a Diamond Elite Priority Parking. Skip two ride lines every visit. Save 50% off almost everything, which I don't know what that is because I'm not like looking at it, right? But that's $18 a month. So Bev has the, I'm just totally going to out her. Bev has this, this plan she got several years ago. It's like 25 bucks. This is a preview for anybody listening to this in advance. Um, for four tickets a month, 25 total. And they haven't raised, they haven't risen, uh, risen, raised, raised the prices on her in like four years. So she's like, yeah, I'm, she's like, I'm never going to cancel this. We don't even go all the time. <laughs> but you can't get out of that deal. That's such a good deal. And well, that's, yeah, you throw the tickets out the window of your car before you even get there, and you're still saving money. It's so good. Still saving money. And this is what Disney, I think, should really be doing with people with annual passports. And and I know I understand why they don't. They don't because nobody cares. People are canceling. Like Taryn and I are not going to renew our passports, but they don't care. There's 20 people behind me in line renewing their passports or, or signing up for the first time or whatever, because it is such a good deal because they're sort of jacking those ticket prices up and making the passports. This is where you want to go. So they get that drip feed of, of money every month. Right. But grandfather me into a price for God's sakes, reward me for some loyalty. You know, we had our passports for like five years and with every price increase, we got soaked also. And that's what I don't understand about, the way that they are sort of rewarding quote unquote people with here's a magnet. Don't give me a magnet. <laughs> you know, don't raise my price four dollars. That's what I would they're prefer. Not, they're not loyal to you. They're not even loyal to the people who devote their lives and work there. They're not loyal to them. They're not gonna be loyal to you blocking all the fireworks. <laughs> we don't block the fireworks. We we, we resolve true. that. But they're not. They they don't care. They don't care about no. you. When 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 people stop going there, they they will. But the problem is, so think about this. I was doing this, this math the other day. Yeah. When Walt Disney World, the second resort, I'm not talking about an, another gate at Disneyland or another gate at Disney World. I'm talking about a whole other, a so, totally separate resort, yeah. 1971. The population of this country was almost half of what it is today. And it was able to support Disney World and Disneyland. Well, here we are, nearly 400 million people, almost double the population. We're still dealing with two resorts. Like I say, Disneyland, Texas. Let's go, Texas. We need another one. Not Texas. I would say, I would say, you need it more in the middle of the country. But well, I, I well, I see what you're saying. It does need to be more of like a moderate climate, so it can't be like too high up, or else it's going to snow all the time. Well, look at Paris. Right. Um, of course, it's not making a lot of money. But. Texas is weird, though. <laughs> Okay, Kansas. Well, then you got hurricanes. Or no, they're typhoons. Tornadoes. No, what are they? Tornadoes. Tornado yeah, yeah, it's all the same thing. But check this out. For $18 a month, you can get free admission to any six flags in the country. How much a month? $18. You, wow. get, you get free parking, 
skip two ride lines every visit, which is better than a fast pass. Save 50% off on almost everything. I don't even know what that means. Unlimited soft drinks every visit, which I'm okay with. I don't drink soda, so that's fine. Uh, water park, diamond area access. Don't know what that means, but that's cool. Diamond elite bonuses and upgrades. I, now, we're, wow. now we're car rental territory. I don't even know what that means. 50% <laughs> off friend tickets every visit. How? Imagine... Imagine uh, the value that you could that that Disney could provide to people who pay money monthly for their passports, and you can get. Now I'm not saying fifty percent off for friends, but maybe fifteen percent. Imagine that. That would be crazy. I would love that. Premium in Paris does that. Premium show seating, unlimited admissions, Six Flags membership rewards, whatever. First to ride new attractions. I guess you get like invites to like new rides or whatever. Priority member entry. Imagine. If the line to Disneyland had uh, annual pass holders only, you know how a- AP users love to tout that they're APs. Imagine we had a, our own separate line. We do in Disney World. You do? Yeah. Man, you know, and years. when we were there a couple years ago, well, four, I guess, or whatever, um, it blew me away that you had no bags only lines. That And there was oh. nobody ever in there. That was the best thing. We don't even have that at Disneyland. Put this on the Supreme Resort. In-park coupons worth $300. Now, I understand Six Flags is not Disney, but that's all for 18 bucks a month, you guys. How are they making any money And that's there? the top tier. The lowest tier for their membership, 7 bucks. No, six fifty, six forty nine a month, which you get admission to all outdoor parks. How, At what, all what is Six mean? Flags theme parks and water parks. For $7 a month. It's 78 bucks a year. Yes. So, you know, and if you go like, what are tickets? Let me look at tickets. And I, I apologize. This is going on way too long, but I got to just do that. I got to look it up. A daily ticket is $36. So if you go three days a year, you're paying for it. <laughs> Can you imagine also, who worried about making it like we've got to make up, you know, like, oh, we paid for it because we went three times. It's thirty six dollars. Just pay it. I know. Shut up. I know. That's how much a, that's how much a beer costs at Disney World. Parking is twenty five bucks at Disneyland. So, yeah, it's like it's it, that that's that's the where you're at. So I'm excited to hear Bev's report on if Magic Mountain Six Flags could ever sort of replace Disneyland for people. And that's what she's going to be reporting on. Well, yeah, because I want to hear like the money things night. That's interesting. Um, I've never really. I don't think I've ever been to a six. Full, I haven't a, been full fledged Six Flags. So neither I have I, I. Haven't either. I haven't been to the one near us in Vallejo, which is like forty five minutes away, maybe fifty, since it transferred to Marine World. Okay. So I mean, I, I so for people who don't know my own personal timeline, it's been like since I was like ten. I'm okay. forty two. <laughs> It's been a long ass time, but I, now that we have a kid, I'm thinking about buying one of these dumb things. So over the summer or whenever, I'll just take her and go because I mean I'm her caretaker essentially, right? Like I don't, I stay at home and look after her and watch her throw things at me. So we'll just go to Marine World every now and then or Six Flags, I guess. Yeah, forget it. Let's look up what's how much is Dollywood. I'm going to Dollywood. <laughs> forget it. Yeah, well, I mean, if you lived closer to Dollywood, I guess that'd be great. Uh, it's in Tennessee, right? Kentucky, Tennessee, somewhere. One of those states. I don't know, man. Kentucky and I, Tennessee are very different. I, I think mean, they're far apart. Spectro Radio becomes Dolly Radio. 
offshoot. I smell offshoot. <laughs> anyway, that's all I had on prices. Well, I think that's a lot. So <laughs> good tough. job. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Well, that's all I have. I thought you had a story. Was I last? I, I was last. I did two stories. Hell I started yeah. first, so you finished. Yeah, that's how it man, works. Whatever. That is how it works. Yeah. Well, All it's right. good seeing you again, Jace. Yeah, you too, man. I'm looking forward to your coming on Thursday's show, for those of yeah. you listening Wednesday. Okay, so me and Bev are pretty much driving this one. Yeah, and we have a secret show. So if anybody is a Patreon supporter and listening live, you're in for a long night. I'm just going to tell you right now. Uh, Bev's segment, you know, she has her segment. She has her rant about Magic Mountain and, uh, you know, like that. All right, well, looking forward to it. You know what we got to do, though, man? And I thought I might have figured out a way to to broadcast this show on YouTube live. I can't do it the way we do, like, camera switching, right? Like, to show everybody in the studio. But I think I can do it between you and I on my laptop. Side by side? I think. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll try to work on that. But it was an idea that I had. I was like, oh, maybe people would be interested in like listening. To, and, you know, then we can get in the chat and get some feedback from people. But I think it would extend the show too long. And maybe that's not what people want. So I don't know. Let me know. Send me an email. Jason at earsup-podcast.com. If you want to support the show, please, patreon.com slash earsup. Please go there. Sign up to be a Patreon supporter for as little as two bucks a month but you can go all the way up to like 20 or whatever. You got the secret show, which I talk about all the time. So if you never listened to the other shows or, or whatever, we have Supreme Resort that Jeremy is on as well. We have a ton of shows going on, a lot of premium content specifically only for Patreon supporters. Uh, we have the secret show. We have things Taryn Googled, all that kind of stuff. So check it out. Support the show, please. We love doing this, but we can't do it without you guys. Thank you very much. All right, Jeremy, are you ready to get out of here? Let's go. Anything Let's you want to say? Plug. Pretend that nobody's ever heard of this show. No one's ever listened. How do they well, find out more about whatever you do? Well, why don't you head on over to SpectroRadio.us. I play Disney music from the parks, movies, and even more all day long, 24 hours a day. You can listen to it on your mobile app using the Live 365 app. You can listen on Alexa, but all those people are saying there's a problem with it. Whatever, <laughs> shut up. Uh, you know, and it's you not, can listen on your desktop. Plug it, turn it on at work. Log on, leave it on. It's not a problem. You you have to enable the live 365 thing, I think, or whatever. You have to tell Alexa, play live 365, and then it says what station or what genre. Then you say, Spectro Radio, and then that's it. All you got to do. And you say thanks, Alexa. Thanks, Thank Alexa. You. Um, I hate that name. Well, I don't. I don't hate the name Alexa. I hate when the way people say it. <laughs> Alexa. Um, yeah, we can so change your Alexa to say um, "OK, computer," like you're in Star Trek. I don't know. That's whatever, what I would like. I guess. Apparently, in the beta, you could pick the name. You, could, you have like a list of like ten names you could choose for your Alexa. Yeah, geez. That would be cool. Because Alexa's, you know, I don't know. Alexa's, I think, too common. Yeah, I, well, I have a friend Alexa, and she, you know, can't have her over. You go, hey Alexa, hey Alexa, where do I go right now? And you shut up. <laughs> I don't know. I should call her like four in the morning. Anyway, all right, everybody, thanks a lot for tuning in, and uh, take care of each other. <laughs>